Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. What is up, everybody? It's Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing. I'm here with the co-hostess, with the mostess, the one and only Paul Roberts, a.k.a. Paul Hillsbilly. Paul, how are you doing tonight? It's just I'm, I'm wonderfully wonderful. How are you? I'm, I'm doing wonderful, man. We're here. We've got a great guest tonight. Um, before we get into our guests, we got to do a little bit of housework, right? So first, we want to talk, like we always do, hookstethoodlums.com. Uh, the realist, uh, most on-point fishing team in the game. Uh, not only is everybody, like, legit, there's no fake, there's no uh, private ponds unless you're Lockwood fishing. Other than that, everybody fishing <laughs> private water, public waters. Uh, everybody's on point. But we've got the new shirt on here. This is the top water. Whoop, I can't figure this out because I'm an amateur. Still can't. <laughs> Still can't. Anyways, I've got the uh, Topwater Assault shirt on. It's uh, one of the new drops from Hookset Hoodlums. But what I need you guys to do, I need you guys to go out there, pick something up, but I need you to use a discount code. It's going to save you money, but really, we want to know who you people like better. Are you going to use discount code SWAMPRATFISHING, all one word, or are you going to use discount code HEELS10 and uh, we'll put the link down downstairs here because I'm sure ain't nobody going to spell heels 10 the way they're supposed to be spelled because they're probably going to listen to me and spell it the way I sound. <laughs> H, all caps, H, Henry, E, Aaron, E, Aaron, L, Larry, <laughs> S, Sam, one, zero, heels 10. It's just heels, folks, just the normal heels. All right, no, so like car uh, like heels, not H I L L S heels. That's not that's hells. That's not a Paul. We're doing this already, a Paul. All right, let's uh, first and and before we get to Sean, I, w- I want to get to Sean. We've got so much to go over today. We have the absolute bass savage, uh, Sean the fisherman, on today. Uh, but I want to go over our uh, our top comments uh, of the week from last week. Paul, while you're getting that ready, our, our top YouTube comment. And remember, if you want to get it on this, go over to my YouTube page at Swamp Rat Fishing. I do all the replays over here because I'm too lazy to do a Bass and Brews page. And uh, my top comment comes from Mike Goes Fishing. Mike Goes Fishing says, every episode, the podcast gets more and more amazing. I feel the need to get some cat tees and some rat lures. Should be a dream combo. Uh, you're absolutely right, Mike. I think there's something there. Maybe if we can do a uh, rat 
lure, but it has a cat head on it instead of a rat head. Just throwing that out there. Hey, Berkeley, Rapala, whoever does all these, uh, what is it, Lunker Hunt? Lunker Hunt. I want Lunker Hunt. They do all the uh, the crazy uh, catch kind of deal. So uh, I want a cat head and a rat body lure. Mike Goes Fishing, thanks for being a good supporter of us, man. Paul, what do you got? I, I got a good one here. My buddy old hooked underscore up north. And he says on the Insta, we wouldn't have it any other way listening to someone chirp about eating grasshoppers with proper enunciation just wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked up north. Thank you so much for being a supporter of uh, Bass and Brews and Paul and myself. So tonight we have, again, I've mentioned it before, the number one Bass Savage in America. Uh, the Italian mafia of bass fishing, which would be Sean the Fisherman. So uh, let's get him in before we crack our brews like we always do. Let's see if I can do this without messing up. Hey, I did it. Amazing, folks. Amazing. This is what you get from, and I forgot to mention it. I want to make sure Sean was on for this. Um, Paul, Paul, this is a big deal. We got some hardware, brother. Mm-hmm. We got hardware. We just got mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just got the number two silver medal uh, non-sequier uh, fiction podcast in uh, Poland. It's getting real hard to make these up, folks. Uh, in Poland, but we're, we're there, brother. We're there. The medals are coming in the mail. We got it, brother. My understanding is you guys were right behind the first place finisher who was a, uh, a man shaving poodles with no yes. video. Listen, listen, that guy is super hard. <laughs> to uh, uh super you know what i mean he's really hard <laughs> sean how are you doing tonight brother <laughs> i'm good man i just got off the water uh i'm ready for this oh am i ready for this I listen am so if, ready. if you guys don't know sean is and, and i feel outnumbered uh this is the episode of co-host sean is the co-host of uh the world renowned also uh actually that's not even like i'm not even joking about that right so so sean is from uh the jigs and bigs and i said it correctly because I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, he's from the Jigs and Bigs podcast. Uh, great supporter of me and Paul. Happy to have him out. Uh, we already had Bobby, so we had to go with second place at this point. So thank you so much for coming out, Sean. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I would have taken mascot, but co-host is good. That's good. That's a step up. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Paul? You're, you're in my boat, too. Uh, but dude, me, me and you are the same person on our podcast. Like, <laughs> We have we have Swamp Rat and we got Bobby that handle all the shit that actually makes it happen. And we're just here for moral support and to fuck everything up so that we have a little bit of extra fun. And they just have to try to rein us in. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Well, you, you have a tougher job than I do because my host has culinary taste with, fre- <laughs> with fresh fish. So just saying... <laughs> Listen, well, uh, apparently, but, apparently well, hold on, hold on. Swamp yeah. Rat tried to eat a, a liver sandwich and yeah. about threw up. I, I mean, did. I'm not even just, I mean, I, the only thing I imagine him eating is like chicken nuggets and french fries like a damn little four-year-old. Listen, I mean, what? Don't, listen, don't shit on dino nuggies, bro. I'll <laughs> fuck up some dino nuggies. You probably what? like chicken rings, too. You know, the only round thing on the chicken with a hole in the middle of it. <laughs> Is the best part. Is the best part. Alex, let's dig in. What caused your trauma for 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 your distaste for eating largemouth? Did you try to grab one when you caught it and eat it like Gollum, like right in the belly? Like, what did you do? 
listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is my show. First, first, let's our crush show. some brews. Yeah, our hell show. yeah. You know what? You know what, Paul? You're right. Our show. Um, what one? Be, be, hold on. Before we crack them, everybody, I've gotten so much good feedback about having Paul on board. Thank you for uh, uh, kind of validating the uh, the real chance I took on some redneck from uh, originally from oh. South Carolina who thought he was going to be fancy and moved to the Northern Carolina. But uh, I, I really love the feedback, Paul. You've been awesome on the show, and I'm I'm so glad you're here. And the people love it, man. I, oh shit! I'm 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 super excited. I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm able to put my my beautiful face on camera and talk for an hour to four somewhere in between there. Yeah, on a week normally not recording. Right, right. Normally not recording. Yeah, Yeah, you go a lot farther, but I just turn off the camera. Y'all y'all miss a lot of really good shit before (laughs) and after this. And by the way, I am not redneck. I am country, and there's a difference. And that's a topic we'll get into in the future. I'm sure we'll do a whole one. Uh, Paul, what are you drinking over there tonight? I'm drinking a local beer from a local brewery here in Fuquay, Verena, called Aviator Brewing Company. And today it is Devil's Triple Ground Triple. It is a Belgian style ale with 9.2% alcohols. And Ooh, he is tonight for tonight. Tonight I will be drinking my beer with a straw what? out of the can. Because it, it's Paul. Tonight I've got Cape May Brewing Company. I do this every single week, and every single week you guys can't see the can because I'm not professional, but this is the Grapefruit Crushing It IPA. Ooh. Sean, Sean, what do you got over there? What do you... uh? Sean the Fisherman, as we all know publicly, is a recovering alcoholic. And uh, 14 years in October. 14, it'll be 14 years. And, Congrats, um, brother. Thank you. What the fuck am I doing on this show? Anyways... <laughs> Well, I that am, says uh, it right there. You're here to cuss and talk about eating bass. That's yes. right. That's the number one ticker right there. Of, yes. uh, this is the show that uh, he can really let loose on the curse words. If you guys listen to him on Jigs and Bigs, um, they were family friendly <laughs> until he yeah. got brought on. Yeah, I really, I really hold it back over there. Um, I am currently sipping my way okay. through a, a decaf coffee this evening, uh, provi- provided Ooh. by... Our friends at Three Bells Outfitter, they have partnered with Ashlawn yes. Coffee in Connecticut, and I am drinking their Sunset Paddle Decaf because I have to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning and fish, not, well, you know, not like be a waste like you two. Who are yeah, drinking no shit. But, but I'm glad, and that's still a brew. Anybody who wants to come on, don't be scared. Uh, me and Paul will get drunk for you. It's not a big deal. Uh, Paul, you ready to crack one, brother? Let's crack it. Crack a cracker. Three, two, one. Oh, you did it early. You did it early. That's what your wife said. (laughs) Already. The straw went in. All right. So we've got Sean on. Sean. Hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's get to the straw first. Paul, my Polish grandmother taught me something, and I'm not kidding about this. Take your straw out for one second. Trust me on this. I swear to God, this is not joking around. Take your straw out, right? Listen, yeah, for you guys on audio, uh, Paul looks confused. He's flip. No, no, no. I'm, this is not a joke. Flip. Yep. Flip your tab forward on your beer can. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a straw yeah, holder. Yeah. It's a straw yeah, holder. Yeah. Well, well, the, well, well, this scroll is a little bit bigger than the hole that it goes in because I had to steal it from one of my kids' little cups. So I'm going to have to make sure I wash it really good to get all the beer flavor out of it. All right. I don't think See, you need to wash it, it good. It'll just come down easier. We're educational here. You know what I mean? The, the world, all six people just learned. 
<laughs> that that is actually a straw holder on a beer on a yeah. beer and a soda pop uh, soda pop can tab. And I'll tell you what, the, probably some of the wildest nights I've ever had was drinking beer out of a pitcher with a straw. There's something about straws that makes the beer alcohol content like 10 times higher than it actually is. Scientifically Listen, the only, proven. The only way you're, you can maximize I mean, that is if you're in a hot tub as well. That's the only way. Hot tub, ugh. straw in your picture of beer, annihilate. My, my theory is it's less oxygen getting in when you're actually gulping. You're not taking any oxygen in. So good luck. That shit will fuck you up. That's why I don't <laughs> drink anymore. Listen, uh, Sean's already bringing. That's why I'm uh, out here in my 95-degree. Uh, Every guest we've had has has brought a little more than my co-host. Uh, Sean is bringing scientific <laughs> scientific facts. Uh, Mark last week uh, he just brought sophistication. Uh, but we're rolling with this, Sean. So Sean the yes. Fishman, if you guys don't know, is from the Jigs and Bigs podcast. He's also a hammer up in uh, Massachusetts. I'm sorry, Massachusetts. Uh, he does a fantastic job up there, um, and he's just uh, he, he's low key. Like you guys might know him. Or you guys might know him, but you might not. He's pretty low-key on stuff, which I kind of appreciate. There's not a lot of bullshit from you, Sean. You, you kind of put, especially on Instagram, you, you promote the people that you appreciate, and you send that up there. And there's not a lot of extra with you. There's not a lot of flash, but there's a lot of realism in what you do. And I really, it, it's kind of a breath of fresh air when you see on Instagram when people are kind of like shilling to whatever company, doing whatever else, right? But you are kind of doing the Sean thing, and I, I really like that. And then when you hear him on the podcast, I mean, you and Bobby are one of the main reasons why I started this. I said I'm going to bite off the coattails of these guys. Um, I'm just going to do it way more drunk uh, because <laughs> Sean doesn't drink, so I can instantly up that quota. So, uh, so I, I'm super happy to have you on. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on, man. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm glad that uh, a shitbag like myself inspired you to get on a podcast. <laughs> and uh, and as far as Instagram goes, don't mistake laziness for integrity. Okay, I <laughs> I just uh, it's easy to click. Some you know somebody will tag me. Boom, it's gone. Thank you for tagging me. I'll make sure I post it, and that's that. And then uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I have to as a tournament director for three different organizations now. Um, I make sure that my no, seriously, I, I'm on three now, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Um, I make sure that my standings go up, my finals go up, um, yeah. with with the exception. Oh no, I even do it for uh, for for mass kayak passing as well. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, all three of them go up, and really, that's the bulk of my content. But I'm always happy to share anybody's anybody's shit they're promoting if if they tag me in it. You know, I'm I'm like that unless it's like you know something that just I I can't promote because <laughs> I you know it's ethically or morally wrong. I mean, let's let's you know there are some lines, you know. So so listen, I take that all Sean's back. Uh, go Hold follow up. Sean. Go follow Sean. Tag him in everything. He'll promote your shit to the moon. I take it <laughs> yeah. back. Sean, yeah. Sean is actually the Walmart of the uh, fishing social media platform. Go ahead and, and just make a story post that says fuck across the screen with like eight years. Yeah. I will share it. Tag me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, you will be judging a fourth tournament this weekend during the OGO tournament, oh, uh, which I think open but now it's because i'm gonna submit fish to that for, to you somehow or another you will have to judge them you, you will Since not because, fish. because you know what my secret weapon is that you cannot overcome on that app there's a little button that says delete contestant and he didn't ask me twice and i hit yes twice <laughs> I, I will send them to your cell phone your instagram your facebook everything 
Listen, I will, I will mail you the pictures that Paul mails me. <laughs> we will snail mail twice to get those pictures to you. I'm sending in catfish too. Paul, you will get some pictures back that you will not appreciate, and your pictures will probably stop after about five minutes. <laughs> no, no, there's no such thing. I was a wildland firefighter. There's no such thing. And then you're gonna be you're gonna be real quiet one day, and Alex is gonna go, "You all right?" And you'll be like, "Sean sent me a picture of his kidneys." I've seen some shit, man. I've seen some shit. All right, so before we get into Woo. it, I so Paul. And we want to make sure Sean was on for this. So for you guys that don't know, whoever the seven listeners out of Lithuania who don't understand, uh, Sean is a he's a big tournament guy, whether it be the online tournaments or the in-person deals. Well, I mean, I mean he does it a lot. He donates a lot okay. of money, right? Um, <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> but uh, Paul, Paul, you had a big tournament this uh, this last weekend, right? We're recording this the 20th. So this would have been that previous weekend. How did that go for you, man? Yeah, well, we we had we had two. We had a local tournament with uh, CCKF Central Carolina Kayak um, Fisherman Fishers. I can't remember CCKF, and um, and then also with KBBT Team Brackets. Me and a buddy here were fishing in that, and that was Saturday and Sunday. And so it was, you know, one of those two and one. And um, my my Saturday tournament sucked. I mean, I caught a nice fish. I caught like a twenty. 20 and a half or something, a decent fish, okay. uh, and then a little dink. Um, you know, I just, I just got to get better at these. At, at his first year I've done the, the tournament angling, I got to get better at those. Uh, I had a plan. My graph ended up with a loose wire, so I couldn't go fish deep or an offshore like I wanted. So I had right. to beat the bank and just didn't turn out good for me. But the guy who won smoked them, 104 inches, Rick rolling, killed them. And, um, and then, but my buddy who I was fishing with, my teammate Justin Faircloth, he put up a uh, crap. I think it was like ninety inches, eighty nine and something. So he put up ninety inches and still lost by fourteen inches. So that sucks. Uh, but he had a good day. So so his day counted for our two day uh, fishing tournament. And then that one fish of mine, that twenty inch was good. Uh, and we were fishing, and most of your listeners will probably know who these folks are. Matter of fact, anybody that's listening to this who is into the kayak fishing tournament scene will know Matthew Conant and Derek Brundle because they are two badass anglers and have won all over the place. Um, and so, you know, we, we were the underdogs by a lot. Nobody gave us a shot. Yeah. But we're fishing two good lakes. So Sunday we ended up fishing Sharon Harris, which is my home, my home lake, a lake that I fish a lot. And um, man, we walloped them. I put up, um, I, I put up some big fish at twenty two and a quarter, or twenty two and a half. And we we uh, we had it. And those guys put up a, a kicker fish at twenty inches the last thirty minutes that bumped us out, and we ended up losing by like two and three quarter inches. So, but it was good, man. I mean, we were. We were on fish at Sharon Harris that were busting in the afternoon. And, I mean, two and three pounders jumping mm-hmm. out of the water, busting on shad. Right. And I got a video, and I sound like a little 10-year-old kid that just saw boobies for the first time screaming at it. But the video doesn't do it justice of what we saw in person. <laughs> but, yeah, <clears throat> so we we – yeah, we're proud of ourselves, me and Justin, for for what we did this weekend fishing against those guys, and oh, we man. put together two you know two solid days, and it was a good time. So we'll, we'll see what happens next time. But um, yeah, it was 
you know, I, the tournament fishing, I just it's I like to fish. I don't like to sit in one spot and soak. Like that ain't me. Uh, I, I and when you're tournament fishing in a lake with seventy five other people, there ain't a lot of places that you can just run without being a you know an asshole on the water or you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to. I've kind of got to learn to to take a step back and be able to find those places uh, from that perspective because. Um, I mean, I'll cover I'll cover thirteen or fourteen miles in a day fishing, right? Easy. You you don't so. want us to have a fuck that guy segment where someone comes on and says, "I was in South Carolina fishing a tournament, and some <laughs> motherfucker in a Donald Duck hat <laughs> cut me off and right over my lines." That wouldn't he no, happen. He had no pants on, <laughs> with well, a cat shirt, with a cat yeah, shirt, yeah. and cat no shirt. PFD. No PFD. No, 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 whoa, 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 no, no. I wear my PFD now. I, I ain't going to drown. But I might. There's a Paul's a good one. Paul's a good one that wears the PFD every time. I'm the one that keeps it legally somewhere on the boat, just not on my body. The guy in the Coast Guard. Different story. Great. Listen, man. Different story. Good weekend. I don't tell you how to fly, Air Force. I don't. I don't fly. I I work the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so, so Paul. Uh, I never did. No, I never did any marshaling. I did. uh, I did drive, dude. I had a better job. I was lazy. I drove the air stairs, so that's the that's the truck with the ladder on. So, so those guys marshaled me, and I'm like, "Fuck that!" It's 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 a thousand degrees in the desert. I'm not sitting out here on this flight line. That truck that truck had AC, man. I'm a little smarter than most. America's warriors driving little- our uh, driving our uh, our stair truck into the plane. Yeah. You know what I did a lot? I did. Uh, I ran I ran chocks out. So that meant. You ever gotcha. seen somebody bring chocks out? I did that was that was always fun because that had the most danger because yeah. you're running around engine intakes, ducking and shit, and even <laughs> even my fat ass would have got sucked in and killed if I took a wrong step, you know? Yeah, because yeah, you've lost like forty pounds over the last wow. Hadn't you? Did you lose a bunch of weight last year? No, since uh, since my knee diagnosis three oh. years ago, I've put on yeah. a bunch of weight and kept it on. It's just I I can't run anymore, so I'm oh, literally. Yeah. I'm literally like walking and, and pedaling. And that's why when we got together with three bells and um, the, the kayaks were on the table, I said, I need a pedal because every physical therapist I've talked to says, you want to put these surgeries off. You're going to pedal a lot. And I liked, I usually like to walk. Like I would go for a walk for an hour. Um, you know, even in the desert, if I ran in the morning and lifted, you know, and you know, later in the afternoon, if I had time, mm-hmm. I would, I would go for a walk and that would help. But the running, just the running and going up and down stairs with equipment and going up and down stairs with, with test equipment and, and tools, brutal, you know, it's 10 years of that, 10, 10 to 15 years of that killed it, killed my knees. And I'm, you know, I, I, I think that's interesting that they recommended you to do a, a, uh, a bicycle motion instead of the, uh, the Hobie, uh, uh, walking Dude, motion because have, usually people say the hobie walking motion is easier if you have bad knees i have no cartilage left it yeah, hurts okay. to go upstairs so pushing that push off like i cannot do squats anymore gotcha. so like mm. that up and down is I, that was off the table immediately like i had one physical therapy session where the therapist said i want you to try these stair things and i left there limping and early i'm like i'm not doing this and that actually no. that was probably the worst physical therapy place i've ever been to i've been to quite a few of them but that one when they said that, I knew better. I knew better, but I'm like, I'm going to listen to you. This is new. Mm-hmm. Fucking three steps in, I, I'm like, bang, out. I'm out of here. This is, I'm good. 
you know, it sucks. <laughs> but when uh, when they, you know, the pedaling is good and I don't have any problems with it. So I keep mm-hmm. doing it. And it keeps a, the small, those small muscles. And well, not even small. Those are all big muscles, all the muscles around mm-hmm. um, holding my knees together for them, for lack of a better term. So it's so, just a low impact exercise for sure. Yeah. Here I am. Forty three. I need knee replacements. What the fuck happened? So again, uh, so Sean, the fisherman, uh, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing. Uh, Paul Heels and uh, all of Bass and Brews is saying, uh, fuck a Hobie and get something better is basically what we're officially saying. Nope, Paul, I'll mute you real quick. Uh, no, no, that's officially what we're saying is fuck a Hobie. So nah, uh, make, nah. make that a shirt. You're saying that. I'm saying I cannot use them physically. <laughs> their pedal drive. I'm not saying a word about their hulls or their attachments or their oh, seat, got, oh anything God. like that. I know better than to, uh, to to throw Hobie under the bus. I, I mean, nuts. way way off the rails. I was looking at so so. I just sent a uh, a new. I, I sent a clip to uh, Jugs and Bugs. I'm sorry, Jigs and Bigs uh, uh, does a thing where they always talk about the uh, the pro staff chat, right? And we do also. Like the pro staff chat is amazing in Hookset Hoodlums, right? But I just the sent a thing. Zone. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> But I just sent that clip of that new Bonafide pedal kayak. Did you guys see that? <clears throat> I've been on the water for the past four hours. I have, Dude, I have, Bonafide I just reality. released that because uh, ICAST starts today. They just released or putting out a pedal kayak. And that Ooh. thing looks like a Hobie on steroids almost. Like the customization and the storage. You, you don't think so, Paul? Did, did you look at it or are you just shaking your head for as a fanboy? I no, I've looked at it. I've looked at it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it ain't, it ain't on par. No, you don't think Hobie. so. Mm-mm. Hobie and Old Town are kind of little head and heels over the the other ones right now, just yeah. from a, a a standpoint of advancements and what you, you know, what what you can do. I'm not saying well, it's it's probably going to be at a price point though that allows some people to get into. <clears throat> Uh, we ain't gonna get in here talk about no damn. No, 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 no. We're gonna roll because, back. No, no, because you because say price point. I don't think they're going to because their their paddle. Honestly, I think the bonafide uh, paddle kayaks are overpriced for a paddle boat. We're talking. I don't even know how much it costs, but I'm assuming it was gonna be over a, a grand. Over a grand for a non pedal. Mm-hmm. Now you put yeah, a pedal well, on it. Like how much are they gonna they they gonna charge for that? I think that's I personally. I think that's a lot. Um, but but I think it looks dope. Um, but we'll get back to Sean. Sean, what do you fish out of? You're a uh, kayak guy. You're in pedals. I've been right? a native. I've been a native guy for oh, shit ten almost ten years now. Mm, okay. um, yeah, I've I've uh, I I actually my first native I bought was um, and I'm not sponsored by them nor is the show. This is just my personal preference. So I'm not knocking anybody. Let's make that clear. Yep. Um, because of my. I don't know how we call it theory or my way, the ways I fish, I like a light boat. And when I say a light boat, I'm not talking about a 75 pound boat. Those are light for <laughs> a lot of boats. I was buying the native ultimates okay. and those, those things are a canoe kayak hybrid. Yep. My God, they're like between 30 and 50 pounds. You can throw them on your shoulder and go and they're stable. So I was using, I actually got one on uh man. Where did I get it from Craigslist? I think cause Facebook uh, marketplace wasn't even up at that point. My first one was actually got it used and it was so old. It was their first run where it had a drop down skag on it. That actually added mm. a little bit of weight, a couple pounds, yeah. but it wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, and eventually that, you know, this, I, I broke the skag. I mean, that happens after years and years of use. 
Uh, my next one, I actually, uh, I won a tournament at the end of the year in 2018. And I said, well, I'm going to go out and buy my first new kayak. And there was a, um, I actually, uh, where did I go for that? I went to a kayak store in New England and picked up a, uh, I picked up a native ultimate FX. So that was the native ultimate with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that, that one. That one, my son has inherited. And if, uh, because it has a, you know, it has sonar on it, like, I know um, if I have people up, I tend to hook that one up and use that one as the, you know, the loner, so to speak, because mm-hmm. it's got that capability. And now I am using this past year. I've used a, a native Slayer Propel. Uh, okay. What is it? Native Slayer Propel F. Not it's not an FX. Propel Max. Excuse me. Okay. So I've been using that, and um, I mean, it's just it's straight well, up with the, with the knees. What's the weight on that one? You're talking about lightweight. That's a heavier boat, right? That's not lightweight. That one, yeah. I, I ended up picking up the um, the wheels that can attach to it that Native makes. So what I do is I load that into my, my the bed of my pickup truck. I have a bed extender. Once mm-hmm. it's in there, I engage the bed extender, and then I swing the wheels up, travel with it, drop it down. It makes life a lot easier. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm still not squatting. I'm still not trying to throw it up on a roof. Um, I refuse to get a trailer. I've drawn that line in the sand. Um, for me, because right off the bat, not even I, I, don't, I don't know what percentage, most well, the, the biggest majority of the places I fish are kayak accessible. And as a director mm-hmm. for MAKB, one of the, the, the things that myself and, and um, my co-director Nelson looked at when we picked the places for this trail was we really wanted to avoid places that big boats could get into. And while that's going to cause an inconvenience for our members that have trailers, it's like, dude, we have kayaks. If yeah. you want to go fish these places that are overrun with big boats and with um, wreck boats, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's not the point. And I made that clear from the get-go, and we've gotten positive feedback from it, so we're going to keep doing it. I think I I, I went the uh, – so so I don't have a truck. So mm-hmm. so it's either trailer or you got to worry about <laughs> weight, right? So so when I went to the Topwater 120, I, I was first looking at the Predator series on Old Town. I'm an Old Town guy. Um, I just like their boats. That's just my personal preference. But when it looked at going from the Predator to the, like the weight difference was so much different. And I, I, I think I could swing uh, putting a Predator up on the SUV, but it'd be a big struggle compared to the top water. So I, I think that's important for folks to think about. Like if you don't want to rock a trailer, like you don't have to rock a trailer. I personally don't ever want to do a trailer because New Jersey will gouge you on registration fees for a trailer every single year. And I don't mean like a couple bucks. It's like over a hundred bucks a year for a a trailer. Right. And I just don't want to pay them for BS where I might still have to pay to go to a lake. Like we don't have New Jersey's different, especially South Jersey. Like we don't have one, one, the place we do have to fish are super kayak accessible. Like you don't even need trailers for these, right? They're, they're, or big boats are kayak accessible. And then the ones that do have big boats, like they still have kayak launches on it. And if you use the other launch, it's like $15 a launch. I'm not doing that. And I don't, and then I don't want to pay another hundred bucks. Like that's not a, we have, we have a few places that are state run in mass that <clears throat> if they're state run, they might have an attendant there. Luckily enough, if you've got veterans tags, right. You're good. Yeah. They just say, oh, okay, you're a veteran. Park. Thank New you. Jersey gives no shits about that. They don't <laughs> care whether you have a purple heart. You know what? Actually, I think a purple, I take that back. I think a purple heart, you're good. Other no. than that, they don't give a shit. They want their money just like they want their money on the tolls. Um, they are the same. They're ruthless. But 
Uh, so, so when exactly did you get into the tournament side? So going from the uh, fun fishing to getting into like competitive, because I mean, honestly, like, so you said you run three tournaments, you, you are a tournament competitive guy. Like, like when did that kind of you know switch flip? Um, I'd say between the time I started fishing. So like really in high school, when, when some of us had, you know, part-time jobs or whatever, we'd be able to get either, you know, our dad's canoe or, or somebody had a John boat or whatever. Um, me and my friends were always doing some sort of little competition, you know, just a little pool here or there, five bucks mm-hmm. a head, you know, dollar for the lunk, whatever we were doing. Right. And that went on for years and years and years. And then I think, man, it had to have been five, six or seven years ago. It's all kind of blurring together now because of, because of, as we coined the term, the COVID decade, right. um, at some point I came across uh, a website that is now, I mean, it was a, it was a chat board, man. And you remember chat boards, how out of control they were. Um, there was a nationwide one called fish finder with a state in front of it. And every state yep. had one, some yep. more popular. So the Massachusetts fish finder, me and a few other people started poking around on there and there were guys out East already running it. And one of which was Ken Wood. And, mm. um, Ken's a big name in the kayak scene. He does a lot of KBF, EKF, MAKB, you name it. Ken's involved in it. And, and he is, I mean, he's a hammer of the Northeast. I've faced him several times, both in tournaments with other people and one-on-one. Ken's, Ken's a tough draw. You don't want to see Ken in your bracket. That's like, oh, great. I got Ken in my bracket. Here's my money. I'm gone. So um, when, uh, when Ken eventually formed MAKB, I think it took me a year or so to catch up to that. And plus, at the time, I was not committing to any sort of, you know, real tournament trails or or year long bracket tournaments or year long anything or monthlies. I was I was working two jobs, both military and federally, and both of them had weekend shifts. I was just fucked. Yeah. And when I finally retired from the military and then moved on, you know, civilian wise um, and then fully retired once COVID hit. Um, I at that point, I think I'd been running or I'd been I'd been doing the occasional tournament with MAKB whenever they had an opening a couple monthlies here and there um, because there was a, uh, a monthly run out of Virginia from Casey Reed yet another national big name kayak angler um, I, he doesn't do it anymore but um, I I retired or he retired his trail and I was the last two years champion so for the state, there you go. There you go. Pat myself on the back because uh, nobody can ever get at that one again. <laughs> Listen, you closed out the whole tournament. They, yeah, they, they well, it was quick. the yeah, it was um, it was in actually it was the angler of the year for two of those. But anyways, it, it was it was nice because it was monthly. Um, it was spread out a little more. We had a lot of fun with it. And then um, uh, I've been doing Ken's MAKB kayak bracket for I don't know four years and. Uh, the first year I made it to the final four, which is no small feat with some of the guys that I faced. Um, and then, you know, I met, I ran up with Ken and that was the end of that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's been fun. And then I did fish with another organization a couple of years ago and things did not, things did not meet my expectations. There was a lot of things going on. And then finally um, I was getting a little frustrated and um, you know, you, Alex, you know, it is with military folk. Once you serve with somebody and if you really serve with somebody and you're their, their friend, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's me casa su casa. So what happened was a close friend of mine was actually, um, he was working in the Midwest and some parts of the Midwest, man, I just, you know, as far as jobs go, it's just unfortunate. There's just, they don't have the resources that, Correct. you know, I, I either big cities or some of the coast do, you know, with the right. suburbs and whatnot. They try and to he, yeah. And I, I had, I had an opportunity to. Um, place him in a really good position when I was doing veterans employment services. Mm-hmm. 
And um, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Unfortunately, it meant that he had to leave his family for yeah, nine months to a year. He lived with us. So mm-hmm. he would fish with me. He would, well, I'm not going to say he would fish with me. He would come out in my native, my uh, white, my old white native ultimate and get completely shithoused while I would fish. <laughs> so, so I had a cheerleader, which was great. Well, that's great and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when, uh, when things were winding down with this, this other kayak tournament trail, um, he actually said to me one day in just a moment of clarity, he said, I thought you enjoyed fishing. Cause I came back from a tournament. I was rip shit. I was pissed at a few things that went on. Right. And I, I said, you're right. And I stopped and moved on. And uh, you know, last year with COVID and jigs and bigs getting going yeah. and all the stuff around it. Um, Bobby's first, uh, first tournament experience was with the chronic trips organization. I also joined into that tournament. I ended up winning it. And, but I did see some things that I just, the, le- the, the playing field was a little off. They, they were not a fishing group. They're an outdoors group. And right. um, they, they were trying their hand at fishing. And I just politely said, dude, this was great. I think there's a couple things you could tweak. Because honestly, it was a length system. And I said, somebody can go out and catch a tuna if they're a saltwater fisherman. And that has to be put up against bluegills and crappie. And, you know, like you, we, could catch, we could catch world record bluegills and world record, record crappie. And that's not going to yeah. hold a candle to a newborn tuna. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That doesn't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, they actually offered me the director position there. That helped me start getting experience there with, you know, I wrote a, a nice letter and said, if you need any more. And they said, do you want to direct? I said, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, from from there, um, this this off season, that's when I talked to Ken. We had him on the show and I had said, look, if I think there's some 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 opportunity out here in the West. We have a lot of guys that don't want to drive out east, even though it's a smaller state. It's right. two hours, you know, to get to where they're fishing. From. That's a good amount, man. Like that's yeah. uh, that, that's a valid amount. And, and I did it, and it 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 does matter when the tournament starts at five. You've got to yep. get there at four for a parking spot. You're get you know you've yep. got to leave at two. You're getting up at one, dude. It's Massachusetts. You're dodging drunks from one to three o'clock in the morning. Yep. No, that's not good. <laughs> right, right. But but then you have pre-fishing to take into account. Yeah, like, like if dudes are local and it's only like half an hour to an hour that is a a, an advantage uh yeah it's honestly and it's it's i've said it on the show and i'll I'll reiterate again like there's a lot of tournaments that when you look out east um even in april i go out i drive personally just you know to get out and to start working you know shaking the rust off from the winter i drive Mm -hmm. out there in march sometimes february i've even gone out to cape cod in january when i know there's no ice Mm. right all right but those guys live there yeah it's you know like this year, the guys out on the eastern side of the state, they were fishing wow. in March and late February. We had ice in the Berkshires till late April. <laughs> like, right. what the fuck? What can we do about that? So, you know, right. it's 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 different environments. You deal with the hand you're dealt. And no, I, I bottom line, I love doing this. Um, I, I try to make it as fun and as fair for everybody involved. And um, I, I think from the feedback we've been getting, it's it's working. So I'm well, I want to go right. back to what you said, where your, your buddy said that you were coming home from these things. Like, do you even like fishing? What, what caused you to like, was it the, the running of the group or was it the, the sheer competition or was it the mix? No, I, dude, you know what? That group. I mean, I, run, yeah. Don't get into it. So, so it was just the running of it that made you not want to do the competition kind of, I was, I was, not reacting well to the tournaments. Let's leave it that way. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to bury anybody personally. Nope. It was, nope. it was, it was a bad experience. And we're, we're good. Cause uh, so I basically, you know, 
got involved with Ken and, and he's trusting me to run this side of the state. And, um, I don't know. I try to call him every once in a while and say, Hey, how am I doing? Anything else I can do? And he seems to be like pretty happy with it. So, and I want to be goes. clear. I, I want to be clear, folks. We're talking about a different Ken than the, uh, the owner of hooks at hoodlums. This is a guy who actually fishes unlike that Ken. <laughs> so, um, uh, totally different guy. Um, but, but, but it's interesting. So it's the only reason I want it. So when I first started this, uh, in June of June 20, yeah, June 20th was my first YouTube video. Right. And my, my whole grand plans were to do YouTube and I wanted to do tournament fishing during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Great idea. Right. Because everybody's like, we're still going to do it. And then it instantly shut down. And then I tried to do monthlies and then it became a lot to like create content and be focused. So I, so I didn't know if it was something like that. Like, cause f- for me personally, like I'm either going to be in a tournament and I'm not going to film or like the monthly things don't work for me personally, because I got to maximize the time that I fish and I'm going to create content during that. And unless I'm doing a dedicated, we're fishing this one day or two day, like that stuff doesn't fit in. And I feel like it's a lot when people feel like they got to do all of it. Because a lot of the kayak community is based around tournament fishing, which I think is awesome. I think it's great. I don't want that to like sway people. Like I don't, I don't fish tournaments. I have donated twice uh, to Jigs and Bigs on their tournaments, right? Well, and, 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 and honestly, it's because I, I want you guys. Like I, I know it sounds shit, but I knew I wasn't going to fish that thing. I knew yeah, I wasn't going to fish it. The first one you fished, what was what I was raising an eyebrow was you put the money in and then you're fishing and you're catching good fish. And I'm like, why yeah. aren't these in the tournament? You again, yeah. our tournament is unlike for the jigs and bigs. Our tournament yeah. is unlike any other because with multi-species, even if you're not winning, you can take <laughs> points from the winner and fuck somebody hard. Like you know what's I was funny. That tournament I caught my PB, which was six pounds, fifteen ounces bass. And you and you know what? That tournament you would have gotten a prize because Oh, wait a minute. How long it was, was it? 24 and a half inches. You would have you would have you would have gotten a bag of gear from me because I had a category of beat Sean at Largemouth. I ended up right. giving it I just gave it to um to um Ted at three bells. He beat me with a 22. I mean it, it would have been great, right? But um I don't know, maybe that's a discussion for another time. But there, there is a different mindset from like the tournament guy who wants that competition and the creator guy, and, and I've really realized that that's not my thing. The month long thing is not my thing because when I'm out there, I'm trying to like put together videos, put together whatever else. Right. The last thing I honestly, when you were holding that, let let me ask you, when you were holding that fish, were you putting a video together? Yeah, you were, huh? Yeah. My, my ass, you were editing. You could have just put it on the fucking ruler, taking a picture. And that was it. I put it on a ruler too. (laughs) Yeah. Lazy it's ass. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's lazy. I don't know. Maybe it's the, the, the other side of competition where then I'm going to worry too much because I already have a lot to worry about. I already have to go out and catch goddamn fish. I already have to look like I know what I'm doing. And now I've got to worry, like, am I going to win or not? Like, maybe you know, that's it. We were talking about features, like how Paul possibly, you know, could use subtitles. I think right now you need, a, like, a CNN scroll underneath you that says – I'm making excuses and full of bullshit and just have it roll. <laughs> look, look, it doesn't matter. This is it doesn't matter if you're tournament fishing or creating content. Yeah. You you are out there to catch fucking fish. Yeah. And so you're like, I mean, that's that's the thing. Now, some people don't want the stress of the competition or you know, the time constraints. Um 
or just the mere fact of measuring, you know, some stuff like that. But that's the way that I look at fishing in general is it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're out there to catch fish. Yeah. And so if it's for content or for us to win a tournament, uh, sure, we can get we can talk about the semantics of the size of fish you're catching. But, you know, when you're when you're fishing for five biggest fish, you ain't out there, you know, just catching dinks. Like, I mean, you know, unless you're in the MLF, but, right? But we ain't talk, but that's not a kayak scenario. <laughs> and, and so like, that's yeah, the whole yeah. thing is, is, uh, you know, it, I know Sean don't like sandbaggers versus dumping, but you know, that's the thing is somebody who waits to upload all uh, their fish at the end, like that, that's not going to change how you fish. You weren't going to go start going to fish for bigs if they'd have been uploading them in there. So what I'm getting at though, is the whole point is this. Regardless of what you're doing, tournament fishing, competitive fishing, or or creating content, you're out there to catch big fish because we all know that content creators, you're gonna you're gonna get yep. more people viewing your shit if yep. you're catching big fish. Yep. If you catch a bunch of little one pounders, nobody gives a shit. A five year old can do that with a Snoopy pole. So we're all out there to catch big fish. You know, it's just those little intricacies that come into play that why people. And my thing is, I think the the creator part of it is the time constraints. You're fishing within a, a, a set time. There's that money aspect of going in and doing it. And, and some people just don't fucking like competition. I mean, and there's no problem with that. But for right. me. Like I, I don't, I, and I've said this a bunch at this point now on these podcasts. I do not want a fun fish. When I go out to fish, I'm fishing a monthly, um, you know, I'm in something that if I'm mm-hmm. catching fish, that shit counts to something I'm being competitive in. And that is, you know, that's what I like. I don't want to, I'm not going to load up this big ass kayak and haul it around and pill it around a hundred degree temperatures in North Carolina with 80% humidity to go fun fish for eight hours. That shit ain't going to happen. I'm out there to damn win something, at least try to win something. And, and I think what's great about all this fishing stuff is that we can do that because I, yeah. I'm like, I'm almost the complete opposite, right? Like, like last week I sat out in the salt water. We didn't, we didn't keep anything. It was hot as fuck. And I busted my balls <laughs> off. Right. I didn't keep anything, and uh, we give you limits, but you can keep the right amount. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some damn fish. But I like to fish for the act of going out and the content creation side of it. I like doing all that extra stuff, and you got to catch fish to do that right, or talk to the camera, whatever it is, right? But I like that side. I think more than the competition side. Now, I, I'm going to be completely honest, when I retire in 16 months, that might be different because there's a whole different drive to my life, which would be, you know what I mean? Like you have that professional drive and like I use fishing to decompress from that. I don't need more competition when I have a lot of that on the other side. So so that might change in 16 months. We'll see. I might just become um, basically Lockwood fishing. I might just uh, live... <laughs> Uh, I might just might live the uh, the shoeless life. Um, just let fire ants bite me. No, uh, those were not, me. dude. Hey, those were not fire ants. That was a red velvet ant. There's no joke with those. I've been bit by. Yeah, it's a red velvet ant. Is a wingless wasp, and it's got a, yeah. a quarter inch stinger. They call them cow killers because they sit on blades of grass. The cows mm-hmm. will eat them, get them up their nose, and lose their shit 
because it's one of the most what was that guy coyote whatever peterson coyote peterson yeah 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 the guy that just gets bit by different bugs and shit (laughs) yeah watch his video on the red velvet ant see the stinger coming out of it and he still considers that one of his five worst and he's been stung by those holy yeah yeah my wife got tagged by one of those twice it is no joke we have them in our yard (laughs) but was are either of you barefoot with uh overalls on with a giant slit down the uh the 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 inseam only in my bedroom okay good good that's a that's that's a gentleman yeah you in there there role playing some green acres huh it's none of your business paul we just (laughs) our business by announcing what you wear in the bedroom no i announced that you're trying to dig put the shovel put the shovel away son you're trying to dig a little too deep pictures doesn't count now you're digging a hole paul All right, since both of you guys are tournament guys and we're already talking about it, I know me and Paul have actually wanted to discuss this. And Paul flat out told me, he said, listen, Alex, I'd really like to discuss the uh, the future of uh, kayak bass fishing tournaments, but you're a shitty TikTok and YouTube maker. Can we get somebody better on board? So I think we have the right guess for this now. I, I think Sean's the right guess. So... So, Paul, I, I kind of want you to take this away. I, I know we've discussed this a couple times, but uh, kind of this future of where this sport is growing. Uh, well, you know, I mean, Sean's got more experience than I do in it, and plus he's running tournaments. He's kind of seeing the growth, and not only that, him and some of the folks that he's associated with up in the Northeast have been some of the OGs of tournament fishing and where it's going, and um, like, like some of the drivers of where it is now. So, I mean, I'd like to get his take on what he sees in the future. Cause I've already, you know, I've talked about it a couple of times and um, just to paraphrase, like I see it growing to the point that there is an elite group that's fishing. And then you have a bunch of opens and, you know, I, I think that it's going to, and it could be 30 years for this happens, but you know how Bass has, where they have the the local clubs, the state clubs, you know, it's going to get segmented that way. Um, But I I think we're going to, I think we're going to see that. And I think there's good and there's bad. And it depends on what you want to do, but um, it's, it's the, it's the fucking wild West right now. Every everybody is creating a a tournament uh, series, or they're creating a new league, and it's it's got to play out. But everybody is doing that because there's anglers and fishers to fill those voids, and they're creating these little niches. But um, and you know everybody talks about the community, how great it is, hang out, drink beer, blah 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 blah. Well. You get somebody that starts to truly, you get a, a larger group of people, 100 people that are making their living off of fishing kayak tournaments, that community dynamic is going to change. That's my opinion. But like Sean has, Sean is seeing the growth because he's in with, with those crap. Like, I don't want, I, I have no wants or cares to ever run anything. I just want to <laughs> fish. Like, I don't want to do that shit. I, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll look at something. I look at the rules. As long as everybody fishes by the same rules as I do and there's no wiggle room, I don't care. We know that as long as the shit's up front, I just want to fish. Paul's a solid, Paul's a solid E4. 
Sean as the NCO. Let's figure this yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, <laughs> I would like to see where he thinks it's going because he's kind of – he's a lot, especially at Northeast group. I mean, y'all are a small, tight-knit group that have a lot of power from, you know, what's going on in the community up there. So, I'd like to see what he thinks and, and what he's seeing. Well, I'm I'm only uh, what a year into directing and really a year into really competitive, structured competitive tournament fishing because MAKB is a KBF, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me, affiliate, mm-hmm. and uh, and Ken Wood also runs uh, Elite Kayak Fishing, which mm-hmm. is a regional trail. And that's so, new this year, right? Yes. So really, you know, our flow is, and it's not really a flow. Our flow, well. Our flow is local and then national. So we, during our events, we can qualify for the KBF national championship, mm-hmm. which um, I actually qualified. Was it last year? It was last year. I qualified last year, but with everything going on in the country, I did not go to, um, the hell was it? I don't even remember. Possum kingdom. No, it wasn't yeah. possum kingdom. Just naming places at this point. I Whatever. I, <laughs> either way. Um, I didn't go. There was too much shit going on. I, I didn't travel. But, uh, yeah. you know, we, as a as a local member, if you finish in the top 10% of your tournament, if there's 20 people, one and two, they're going. Now, where it gets straightened out is or where, you know, there's no there's no freebies is, you know, especially, Jesus, especially for the eastern side of the state. But um, if you got 25 people in a tournament, I can't remember if it's two or three people that will qualify – if it's, you know, that's max 25 person tournament, um, anybody who's qualified prior, if they finish in those spots, nobody gets bumped up. You're earning this shit. Okay. Like if you're going to the national championship, you're not like, oh, hey, I finished fifth, but the top four guys already have spots. No, if right. you finish fifth and those top four guys already have spots, you're not going. Okay. So it, if it makes, I think, I don't know, man, like it is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. You know what I mean? You're going to find out real quick. Are you, are you in this, you know, for ha ha's, maybe win a couple bucks, drink some beers after we're done. Or are you going to try and improve your game so you can crack that ceiling wherever it is, you know, it might be another state where maybe there's a fewer percentage of, of elite anglers. I mean, I could tell you, I won an Eastern tournament last year on our Eastern side of the state. And that's saying something. You know what I mean? We, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how or why Massachusetts sprung up. Probably a dozen or near a dozen anglers that can go out and hang in any national tournament, even at places they have very little experience at. But somehow we've done it. I mean, like a roll call. We already mentioned uh, Matt Conant and Derek Brundle, right? right. There's our there, there's last year's national champion and last year's rookie of the year. And Matt Matt Conant's won damn near everything you can win on KBF Angler of the Year, Rookie yeah. of the Year, yeah. National Champion. Yep. I mean. He's that, done it all, and then obviously Ken Wood's the other one. Yeah, Ken Wood, Joe DiDeo, Nate Shagnon mm. makes a name for himself this year. Nate Shagnon, who was a guest on this podcast, yeah, yeah. And, and he is a stick. John Ferreira is another yep. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Levy. You know, I can go on and on and on. I don't consider myself in that group yet. Winning a tournament is nothing. Like I always say on the podcast, man, you catch one fish, that's a fish. You catch two fish, that's a pattern. I don't think I've established a pattern for myself yet. You know, but for my tournaments, have I won a couple? Yeah, the ones I'm running. Uh, the danger with that always is, and Ken even <laughs> warned me about this before, is like, hey, if you're a director and you win a tournament, it just looks bad. <laughs> you know, like, say, if all your tournament wins are the ones yeah, you run, 
Yes, but going out, going out east, and even winning one, saying I won one tournament out there with Joe and Ken and you know Don Davis, Bruce Levy, all these guys on the water. Geez, man, that's that's something to hang your hat on. Even if I never yeah. win another one, man, I went out there and did a really good job one day, and maybe everything went right for me. When maybe everything went wrong for them, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I can say I won that one. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But I mean, as far as the sport goes. You know, one of the things that I see, and I talk with Ken and I talk with, with Nelson about this all the time, and we prepped for it, but to see it was just, just like still shocking. Um, even Nate talked to me about this. We were driving home one day from one, from a tournament, and it was the May tournament for us, and Nate came out and fished with us. Unfortunately, there was an EKF event running against it, so a lot of guys that could have came out and fished with us went that route instead. Right. But um, I said, man, I knew it was coming, and and – to see the drop between April and May of people participating, it's almost like a reality check. And it's unfortunate because you try to tell people like, you know, they go out with their friends and I don't know their level of fishing. They might catch a two, three, four, five pound bass. They might do that. It's very possible. It's not like you have to be an elite angler on any level to catch a five pound bass. People do it. Fish, fish are dumb. We're fooling fish with plastic. You know what I mean? It would, they'll bite a lot of shit that you would never think. And worked in different ways that might not be orthodox for a tournament angler. But they'll go out and they might hear from one of their friends, man, you should fish tournaments. Or they've got a kayak and now they think they want to get in. And we always encourage that. Like, come on in. But you got to be realistic and say, you're not going to go out there and win every fucking tournament because you've got a two-pound bass on a lake that you might fish all the time, drinking beers with your buddies. It just You're up against fucking machines. You're up against the goddamn Skynet T-100s or whatever. You're up against Arnold I mean, Schwarzenegger. You're up against people who are taking it more from exactly what you said. People are taking it recreationally. Nice. Fuck that pronunciation up. But um, <laughs> you're, you're taking it up. He said pronunciation after that. I'm going to uh, <laughs> click that portion. Um, but you're, you're up against folks that do it something different. And, and we've talked about this on earlier podcasts. And I try to have people on who aren't doing this as a, uh, I do this once a week or, or, or I do this once a month. I do this once a, a quarter, summertime, I go to a whatever, right? Um, I'm Andrew, and I go to my private pond, and I sit on my pontoon boat, and, uh, you know, I, I fish every so often. Like, these are folks who are obsessed with catching, for the most part, either greenbacks or ground or uh, brownback fish. Like, absolutely obsessed about catching these fish to the it, next it, level. Yeah, and it go, it goes to we talked about this before. It goes to there's a mentality, and you take it to any um, high level sporting event, professional college sporting event. There's a different mentality for for those folks than the average, you know, Sunday league right. softball player or basketball. You know, there's a whole different mentality of where you are. And it, it is the exact same thing with fishing and kayaks and the big boats. There's a mentality for those high-performing tournament anglers that the average person just doesn't have. And you hear it all the damn time, especially with big boats, about if I had the money and the time to go fish, I'd be well, just good as old Justin Wheeler out there. Yep. KVD ain't shit. He just has all the time and money, but they don't under see that. And that's, you know, if I had the time and money, I could beat LeBron James in basketball. I mean, that's the same stupid ass statement you would hear 
it is a whole different, the level that their mind operates at is a whole different level than, than you will ever be on. Somebody who says that statement could never be on the level those people are from, uh, you know, that headspace side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And to me, that's why the, the tournament fishing is not for everybody. Some people just want to go tournament fish and have a good time and hang out with folks. That's great. We need those people because if 10 of us are fishing a tournament, what? why are we fishing that tournament? You know, I mean, those 10 are probably out there to try to win money. If we're winning $100, shit, that at that point ain't, ain't costing gas money. I mean, you know, the, the, right. you hear about it on these bigger trails. They'll talk about, you know, we need the people that just want to come out there and dibble-dabble because that's what's going to get 100 people per tournament. And Sean, you're right. You see, as the the year goes on, the numbers dwindle because people mm-hmm. realize that the shit ain't for them. They ain't as good as they thought. Yep. Summertime is hot. They don't want to go. You know, uh, that's the truth. The real, the real thing is, people get cabin fever and they get a hard on to get on the water, and then right. they want. I'm gonna fish tournaments, and it's just so much adrenaline that the next thing you know, you're in over your head. I. I honestly, like, my turnout for my first event was phenomenal. We, we almost sold out. I was very happy because we're starting new. And I have, I think, managed my expectations really well on how many people I thought we were going to average. And we've gone well over that. I'm really That's happy awesome, with the way. man. That's and awesome. I've, I've also seen a bit of a foundation of people that are returning. And here's the best part, of various skill levels, but they want to learn. So, like, I mean, you asked you ask that question. Where's it going? I mean, as a giant hole, dude, I have no fucking idea on a smaller little area, uh, you know, on my little area of the planet where I'm running a, a, where I'm directing one local tournament trail. I'm looking at making sure that the people that are fishing and are serious about it are coming back. I'm making sure they understand they get a fair shake. I'm making sure that, you know, you know, I'm also making sure that they know when I'm out on the water, I don't fuck around. Like I'm out there to fish. I'm out there to catch big fish. You know, we're going to go out and I'll grab a round of beers or if somebody wins, like the last tournament we had, I won. I, we, I said, hey, anybody wants to go out? I'm going to 99. Join me. I, by the way, when the fuck did 99 start serving five-gallon buckets of beer? Because I, every, I got everybody around and lost all my winnings. My wife was pissed. I'm like, I told him. <laughs> I'm like, I won. I, 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 I thought I did all right. I got everybody a fucking round. And they're, they're like, oh, here's your beers. You know, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> So, yes. yeah, but I mean, that's, that's something I do as a director. Just, I want right. to make sure that the people know that like, this is a serious competition. Once we're off the water, let's talk, you know, and even I've got a couple guys that I talked with um, that are just learning the game and you want to talk about fucking going in balls deep. I'm going to mention these two guys and I hope they watch this because I've been talking back and forth. They probably the won't. Week. Well, I'll tell them to, I'll, I'll tell them <laughs> my name dropped them. You'll get, you'll get a couple views out of it. You're welcome. The uh, uh, Russ Hatch and, uh, and Tim O'Keefe. And we met them. This is this is a great story, okay? Because all, we all the names we've dropped on this. So, um, because we've talked numerous times with Nate on the podcast, and and honestly, we all know what happened with his his you know his great finish at Pickwick. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> Russ and Tim uh, met Nate at uh, at the Candlewood KBF event in Connecticut a few months ago, and I nobody's told this story on the air, and I'm going to laugh about it because I don't give a shit because yeah. I wasn't there for this. Right? <laughs> So they, they met Nate and he was walking with Ken Wood and I I can't remember who else. It was another big name on the kayak scene. 
they blew right by Ken and the other guy, and they're like, are you Nate Shagnon? Yes! <laughs> yes! And afterwards, Ken looked at him and go, and says, did they just fanboy you? But it turns out Russ and Tim are great guys. They're local. I believe right. one or both of them are first responders. They're into the kayak scene, and they're learning. But, dude, balls deep. They went in to Candlewood. That was their first tournament. Good and they went them. up. They yeah. went up again against names of names, dude. It was insane. So, um, they, Nate directed them my way when he found out where they lived. I said, "Let's go!" And uh, they've jumped into my tournaments. They understand that they're there to learn. They're gonna probably not win or do you know win every one. They may not even place, but they're there knowing that their journey on competitive fishing has started, and they're ready to take lumps. And I think that's not what everybody out there is. Right. And you know. As a director, when I see people that are willing to learn like that, I actually called them the other day and I said, let's make sure we get out and fish one day. And anything I can pass on to you guys about reading water or this, I'm not going to open my tackle box completely. But like there's certain skills that build a framework to become an angler that can hang with these tournaments mm-hmm. that you, it takes either years to learn or somebody to take you under their wing and say, this is how I do it. And go off and learn on your own way. That's the most important thing. Paul, the way you do it is probably not the way I do it. But if you and I were in a tournament, you might see both of us, you know, finish well, right? Because we're 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 applying what we know to our skills to how we like to do things. Those three important things, and then we go from there. And then, you know, are we familiar with the lake? There's a million other factors, but you never know. But I like seeing the, I like seeing guys coming in that are new to the sport, and are are understanding that, like, hey, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to be Michael Jordan in my first year. I knew goddamn well last year I was not going to, you know, any MAKB tournament. I was expecting to go out there, and honestly, it was more of a networking thing for me, and then I just happened to win one. It was awesome. Now, Paul, on your sports comparison, because you are you played at a high – you played at a D1 college for football, man. Well, I, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What Paul hasn't said is he, he was the punter. Whatever. It's all right. Okay. He, then he kicks was, the ball. I was also Boy, probably – Green Bay. Burr Green I Bay. Was, um, I was probably – I was also a <laughs> linebacker on the scout team. So I wasn't just kicking balls around on practice. I was I was hitting people that played in the NFL. Well, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. You you played. Or a guy, if you even if you punted, dude, you did you punt really? What was your position? <laughs> oh, I don't know what he did. Oh, okay. I was, so, hey, I was a punter slash all American. Oh, you were a punter? Yeah. <laughs> so hey, so you guess what? Revelation on the show. I did not know that. I said it as a <laughs> funny antidote. I cannot believe I guess that. So you guys, you even worse, dude. You had guys. You weren't hitting guys that went to the NFL. You had guys that went to the NFL that wanted to tear your fucking leg and yeah, head yeah. off. That's a good point. So, but um, when I, when I think of fishing, I always compare it to three sports. Okay, I compare it to hunting because you're interacting with animals, right? You're out in their environment. You're doing the thing. Um, I compare it to baseball. Because I think I think fishing, and especially with you know, I've been I've made no secrets about that. I keep a database on every every fish I catch. Three inch bluegill, thirty nine inch pike. Everyone's in there. Every fish I've caught since two thousand nine. Because it it teaches me percentages. It's really a batting average, and that's that helps me you know know that. Guess what? I'm out there in a tournament with Ken and with Joe and with John and everybody else. Um. I'm not going to hit a home run every time. If I if I go into a tournament and I get two two singles and strike out twice, maybe I haven't done so bad. It's right. it's a nice way to to think about that. You know what I mean? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> so you 
I I fish to win. Like I go fish tournaments to win. If I, I do win, too. I, I do. I do too. I understand that. But it's I don't a nice have moral victories. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to win every game ten to one. If it's two to one, you still win the game. Correct. Yeah, so what, how close it is, a win so, is a win. I don't give a so shit. So what if what if you don't play? What if you don't place and you get lunker? How do you sit with that? That's pretty nice. Win. But you got sure, lunker. It's, it's nice from a from a money standpoint, but I didn't win. Like I fished to win. I ain't every, shit. I ain't even come close either. Paul, Paul Heal is dollars. full Ricky Bobby style. Yeah, if look, you ain't yeah, first, you last. I, mean, I, I do every, shit to win. And, every and if I don't win, I'm sitting here internalizing that shit and pissed off. And like the next day, I go. Fi- I want to go fishing because I got I fucked up on you know whatever it is. I mean that's just that's my mentality. Yeah. Every every well, every tournament is an at bat. You got to think of it that way. Every tournament's okay. an at bat. All of these things are trends over years. <laughs> if you if you get that, what is that? What are you pointing at? He's pointing. Babe Ruth. He's the Babe Ruth of bass fishing. <laughs> but the other, let me get back on track. That I th- I use because I track statistics. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not baseball like for you. I consider it baseball like because I'm tracking my batting average. Yep. All right. The last sport that it's like, I honestly think fishing is really, really, really because of gear and because of the way it's structured, like golf. Yep. Because Absolutely. any anybody off the street can go into a tournament and eventually make a PGA event. Right. I know. I'm. I know. I'm simplifying that. Golf people nope. don't crucify. No. 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 Me. No. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. It's a muscle memory thing. It's Ain't a no golf uh, people mechanic this thing. Yet. And and the other way it's like golf is I'm getting really sick of people going, hey, you got all those extra rods. Hey, you only golf with a putter, asshole. And, <laughs> you know, fuck that. Well, Happy Gilmore did. Or not yeah. Happy Gilmore. Uh, what's his name? From 10 Cup. Didn't he do it with a shovel? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He, he, he did do Kevin it with Costner. a shovel. Look, Tatanka, Buffalo. That's all I got to say. All right. So, oh, so yeah, okay. Wait, wait. So, so, so we've oh, heard. No, 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 no. no, no. I, look, we're running out of time. We are not. We got to There's talk no about fucking fish. Oh, oh I was oh, going to oh, oh, hold on, hold, hold on, time out, Paul. Uh, the one hour time limit I forgot to tell you is is lifted. Oh, can, can you tell him why? Because you're a fucking savage. Yes, yes. Well, I am a savage. He's ready guys. to do this. When we when we got this interview yes. rolling, you said, "Do you want to do a special or do you want to do the normal questions and shit?" Yep. I'm like, "Why can't we do both?" I'm setting the fucking time record, Paul. He we is. are open. Good good luck because I've I've got I've got the time limit for this one and jigs and bigs. We haven't even started talking about bass and we're over an hour. Yeah, about, about eating hour. bass. Yeah, know, and when we start talking about eating bass, Alex probably gonna be over there dry heaving. Well, and so so here's the thing: smoking so, cigarettes. So one. Shit, we're gonna be having a good time. So one, <laughs> you, you boys in the uh, in the Northeast, you, you guys trust Sean the fisherman to be your tournament director, um, and he is a great guy. Um, I just want you to know that he is a bloodthirsty savage on the other end. Uh, this man has not only um, done the act, but he's like, man, he's promoted the act of eating the fish that we so love. I'm and an outdoorsman, not a pornographer. I understand. But by that, um, Sean is eating trophy bass. Oh, clip come right on. There. Nope, clip it right there. We're clipping it right there. That's going to be the clip that goes everywhere else is that Sean the Fishman only eats six-pound and higher bass. That's it. In 
in your 12 to 14 inch bass trophy bass world, I guess I am eating your yeah. trophy. Yeah. My, my, my co-host trophy bass is a 14 incher, y'all. Yep. Listen, yep. no, no. What's going to go out on TikTok and everything else? And if you guys don't know, I'm on TikTok as well. Uh, but uh, it's going to be What's the Sean the Fishman. It, it's still swamp rat fishing. Here's the thing. I, I got to talk to somebody important. Like me and you have talked about it, Paul. I don't know if I want to split brands yet. I don't know if we're there yet, but uh, right now I run TikTok, uh, Swamp Rat Fishing, all one name. Uh, I'm doing newer content. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you're going to start seeing less videos from me, more pictures, because mm. all the videos are going to shift to TikTok. So. Paul, Paul, if he dumps you, don't worry about it. You can do better than this chain-smoking half-ass Johnny Most. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, I don't want to have to he do can. all this. He can. I don't want to have to he do can. all the shit that he does. Like, I want to show up and fucking talk and be mumbling and, yeah. like, say some funny shit every now and again. I, like, it's the same thing on my videos. I've got, like, 8,900 gigs of videos that are just sitting there that I'm like. <sighs> Nobody's seen him because he doesn't put in the work. I keep <laughs> yelling at him. He doesn't put in the work. But let's let's get. I want to get back to how Sean is a dirty, dirty um, mm. savage. And and listen, this is coming from me again, as a person. Uh, I, I drive a Subaru, folks. I'm instantly woke. Um, I know <laughs> that Sean uh, is a dirty savage. So I want you to explain yourself, sir, on why you're well, eating uh, all these bass. I don't care about eating bass. It's legal, and I fish for bass, so I I have no problem keeping a couple small ones within legal limits. And I think I'm on, I think I looked, I'm on 350 ish largemouth for the year caught, not eaten or kept. And I've kept a grand total of 12. So we're going to clip that. Hold on, hold on. We're going to clip that at 350 bass eaten. Murdered. (laughs) It's going to go Sean. It's going to go Sean going 350 bass. And then the background just, Murdered. <laughs> my my point of 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 uh, of aggression here is not that I you've been saying I'm a savage and eat bass. Yeah, I don't like the implication that you think that I just fucking go to Pizza Hut, get a red sauce pizza, and just fire a whole fucking largemouth on there because you can't do that shit. These aren't anchovies. You don't put the shit on there. I All actually right. have a recipe where it's a sauceless pizza with a garlic olive oil based cheese. And sauce. It's Clams Casino Pizza with bass. Listen, okay, so we have two points. One, I, I, I don't disagree with you on the eating of the bass at the size that you do. I, I honestly don't. Honestly, I don't care what you honestly eat as long as it's legal. Should you eat giant bass? No, because that's massing no. genetics, right? Um, and, I and, would and, never... and, 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 and this is what I was going to bring up okay. uh, from listening to Paul on Bob uh, Bobby talk. Yeah. The mercury level is generally higher in larger yep. bass. Absolutely. Right. Paul, Paul, so you mentioned that heavy metals do come from the sky and go down. That's not exactly right. They do, but slow enough that they get into the food chain. And the higher up the food chain you go, that shit accumulates. So mm-hmm. minnows have a little. Bass have a lot because they eat minnows. Pike have a shit ton. And also, just while I'm on the subject... Yeah, I'm okay with you calling a, ch- a chain pickerel a jackfish, Paul. That's cool. That's southern. I get it. A northern pike is a northern pike. It's a northern pike. Yeah, I, I can't change the name on that one. So, so check this out. Nice jackfish, 28 inches. That's a big one, right? 28, 30 inches. Some of them get to 30. Yeah, fucking giant down here. 30 inch jackfish is that's a good northern pike. Right. A 40 to 50 inch northern pike 
Now you're playing with fucking fire. You know what I mean? That's a big ass jackfish. It's a totally. Well, they're they're cousins. They're not the same species. <laughs> exactly, and they, and they actually operate different, from what I understand, because I'm in South Jersey, the land of the pickerel, right? And these yep. are uh, these are water wolves. We call them right. These things will live in dirty ass mud, and they'll move their way through, and they get big still. But I want to rewind back. Um, I'm totally with you. <laughs> Hold on. You said uh, the mercury level, right? Yeah, they get higher. So you have a lot of mercury level because you eat the big ones is what we're clipping out of this. I, I My dick is actually a thermometer. <laughs> um, Paul, Paul's not even laughing. He's like, I believe that. He's like, yep, I got it. <laughs> Mine um, too. So, oh, so to re- I had to fix myself on that one. I got a bad joke. I ain't going to say it. I got a bad joke about a dick thermometer. but We'll save that for the after show. Hey, guys, I've got a fun proposition. So we've got a bullshit uh, Patreon page, right? If you guys want to see these guests after we get done recording, leave a comment. And uh, maybe we'll do a Patreon where you guys can uh, interact with these uh, absolute savages afterwards. Um, yeah. But so I, I want to talk, talk about, about real quick. Let me get oh, my little two cent in yeah. here. What do you got? What do you got? Like, like, here's the deal. So since I've been on our, our hook set hoodlum prostate staff, <laughs> as, as the email was sent to me, the prostate staff. Yeah. That we I, call I ourselves realize, the rubber glovers. <laughs> I realize like down here in the South, we pretty much have three fish we can eat. Okay. We eat catfish, we eat brim, brim yep. and we eat bass. Oh, crap, crap. Oh, yeah. Well, we can eat crappy too. Okay. Yeah. Crappy. Right. So four. Now there there you can you can eat some some of the other shit down here, but you ain't gonna yeah. cut it up, fry it up. We got sucker fish we can fry up. It, but but in general, when you go farm pond fishing, you in general, for the most part down here where I'm from. Is is brim and bass. That's it. Okay. We ain't talking about no small or large. That's what the fuck you eat. Because if you want to eat fish, that's the only opportunity. That's what you get to eat. You get up north, and y'all can eat damn near any fish known to man. I will so say, like, like down here, us eating bass ain't nothing. So it I, is I, what I, we eat. Keep what in mind, got? up up here in the north, um, like as far as freshwater goes. We can't eat everything because we got to be super careful, man. We have some. We this is where the industrial fucking revolution happened, man. There's pollutants still in the water from 1850. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I live, I live a mile away from the biggest, uh, the biggest river in New England, the Connecticut River. It goes it makes the border between New Hampshire and Vermont goes all the way up to Winnipesaukee, right? I believe Lake Lake mm-hmm. Winnipesaukee. Yep. You can't eat a fish out of that, and no one will for a thousand years. There's so much PCBs in that shit. You can't do it. The, the Housatonic River in Pittsfield. That's one of the biggest environmental disasters in the U.S. Go read up on that. That's some good shit. You That's can't. The one that caught, is that the one that caught a fire in the seventies? No, that was Lake Erie. It was. It was right. Lake Erie used to catch fire all the time. But there are rivers out by Boston that used to too. Like we, we have to be very, very, very careful about where we eat our fish yeah. from. So, like, I know honestly one body, one body of water near me that has walleye in it. It's a Connecticut River. I can't eat fish out of there. And on yeah. top of that, way up at the at the source of the Connecticut River. 
there's a, there's a nuclear power plant. Good stuff. I heard they had a trinium leak. I don't know what trinium is, but I don't want to fucking eat it. <laughs> you know, I just, heard that if yeah. you eat a uh, trophy bass with trinium, you will become Spider-Man or Bassman. Uh, all that means is that you can swallow a lot, is what I heard. I mean, I just don't want my thermometer dick to glow as well. As, <laughs> you know. But that's what well, I was going to go retired. on. You're retired. You need some excitement in your life. <laughs> I got enough fucking excitement without a glowing thermometer dick. Thank right. you. <laughs> I was going to go uh, and, and mention, though, like, so the where I fish, like, we have no natural lakes. They're all dirty sand pits, like, yep. literally sand quarries that have been, like, edged out. The title, maybe like I'll eat crappie out of the title. I won't eat bass because I think tidal bass are like this big uh, golden vagina in the sky when they are even there, and they're amazing. Uh, but I won't eat anything out of our local lakes because there's no water flow. Anything that doesn't have water flow concerns me. If it's just stagnant water, there's not me personally. I think there's not enough. Uh, it's going to be part of the part of the water cycle. It's just, do, do you trust what's coming out of the sky? I mean, we in the Northeast get, get in I with don't. all those heavy metals from the Midwest and the factories, you know, yeah. and, and we have plenty yep. out here as well. And that's yep. where that comes from. So it's like, I don't know. But, I mean, there's, there's guidances for, for guidances by your States, um, yeah. DCR and CDC for a reason. Check them out. You may be, I don't know. I, I, as I an don't, angler, I, as an angler, the Northeast sounds like a sucky ass place. Yeah. To yeah. live. You can't yeah, eat man. the majority of the fish you catch. Yeah. You can't fish six months out of the year in most places. That, uh, Bobby corrected you on the show. It is not true. I, I, I fish 10 out of 12 months open water. I was about to say, uh, Paul, I'll call you on that bullshit. I haven't watched the episode yet, but if I anybody mean, watched my shit, I, don't know. I shifted from bass to crappie, and I caught almost two-pound crappie all fucking winter. You just have to shift species, possibly. I just have to drive. I just have to drive to the coast because right. it, uh, it because of the coast. Too. The coastal temperatures stay a little yep. lower, and it's very rare to, for people to ice fish on like Cape Cod and by the coast. It just doesn't <laughs> As happen. me and Sean they just do. shit on Paul, like fuck you. Fuck we can you, still Paul. fish. Fuck you. You fucking suck. I'm out here in shorts in December fishing. So fuck y'all, motherfuckers. Shit, well, catching basses. That sounds like a mental health issue. Anyways, let's shit, I, let's shit on the guy who deserves it. The guy who doesn't eat the bass. I want yeah. no, no. We're gonna shit yeah. on the guy who. Okay, you might eat bass, but you eat it on a fucking pizza. All right, so, so we're gonna go a, a pizza. There's no such thing as a fucking fish pizza. That if is. You put pineapple on a pizza and fucking. Put yeah, pineapple on it. exactly. This is coming from pineapple man. You have lost credibility, sir. I mean, what I thought I was going to get away with it, but fruit. Sean corrected no, I me. No, he corrected me last week when he said that I've listened to all the episodes. I thought that we were so low that Jugs and Bugs wouldn't listen to us, but fuck, they've got us. They've got us no, now. You, they listen. You, you are so low. Paul's brought you up, but I had to do some homework. <laughs> I don't walk. I don't walk into traps, motherfucker. I was in the military. <laughs> I was in the military, not a lifeguard. Okay. <laughs> total side note we had a conversation last night at work and this kid this kid at work so people who don't know i'm in the coast guard and this kid at work he's like yeah i joined the coast guard because i watched the guardian and i was like <laughs> i know right and that was boat, like is he on boat mopping shitters and i was just like man wow. that's super sad and he goes well why did you go in the coast guard i'm like ah because i saw baywatch and i thought it was going to be a bunch of big titty chicks <laughs> And uh, we don't actually have that, and I was really disappointed. We don't uh, even have hat. We don't even just have so everybody off. knows. B 
because I'm still in. These are not the views of the United States Coast Guard or the <laughs> Department of Homeland Security. These are my own personal views. None of this reflects them, just to make sure I'm clear. <laughs> All right, Sean. Hit me with some funny shit. All right, so, Sean, we're almost at rapid fire, but I know and that I'll, you have oh, And by seen... the way, I'll be doing rapid fire properly. I've heard some variations mm. on rapid fire where yeah. one one word turns into a paragraph. I got you. I got you. As long as you don't say the word cheese, we're good. But before before we get to rapid fire, um, I do want to know, because you have a ton of excellent stories. I want to know, what is the craziest thing you say, you've hey. seen on the water? I'll be right back. I got to go tinkle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no, we're not waiting for him, Sean. You can keep going. Craziest thing I've seen on the water. It has to be one of the Sean the Fisherman stories, but, like, they keep popping up because dude, I want happens. a non-Sean the Fisherman story. So so I, I so I know you have Birch Guy. Birch Guy is one of my favorites. But what else do you have other than that? Oh, boy. I'll tell you a good one. I am not going to give a lot of details. All right. How, how old are you? You're in your 30s, right? I, I'm 37. Okay, so you're close to me. So you might remember the 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 age of 1980s non-PC comedies. I mean, it's stretching yep. in the 90s too. But yep. I will tell you a story. I was out on a on a body of water. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I can't even remember if I told this as a Sean the Fisherman story. But either way, I'm going to tell it again because this was this was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. I was out on a body of water at night. And a light went on in one of the houses on the lake and it was Mm -hmm. a picture window. And the woman there just started completely taking her clothes off. And I don't know, (laughs) like I had my headlamp on with the red light on, right? Like as somebody could see it, I'm looking around for a solid three seconds going, am I actually seeing this? Right. And then I'm like, Oh my God, this is like an eighties movie. You know what I mean? Like fucking some sort of movie where this shit happens. And then about a second and a half later, I said, Oh my God, I'm a fucking voyeur. And I got the fuck out of there. And I come home and my eyes are wide. My wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I I told her, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I I don't understand. So that was my night. That was the craziest shit because that, that wasn't some drunk doing some stupid shit. That was wrong place, wrong time, or to some people, right place, right time. I was going to say that's peeping Sean. I I don't. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Like I didn't ask for that. Like I don't. You know, if you're drunk and being an idiot, like that idiot that fucking I saw last year that in the broad daylight around people. Thank you, Paul. You're a beekeeper. I, um, I'm going to address this in a minute. Well, I fucking, you know, that guy last year, I told this on the show, which was pretty damn crazy, where someone pulls their car over, goes over, checks the water on a beach. And this is broad daylight on a major road, takes all their clothes off, skinny dips, runs back. They threw their shirt in a fucking tree. And then they grab their shirt and fucking floss their taint to dry it with the shirt and then run back into the car and take off. All of this was like five minutes. I am screaming at Nelson like, "You well, look at this idiot. This guy's naked. What the fuck is going on? Like that was that was the most absurd, but the craziest like that shocked like me. That. And after seeing all this stuff was like inadvertent fucking peeping Tom shit that I didn't ask for. That peeping was not- Sean is now the yeah. new uh, everybody. I want you to... Uh, Follow Sean the Fisherman and make sure to hashtag Peeping Sean. Sean. Yeah, Let's make thanks. that trending. Yeah. Um, but if you guys are just listening and watching, 
Paul, my excellent co-host, decided to put on a beekeeper suit. I don't know why you didn't do that in the beginning. Nobody listens to the end. <laughs> Maybe they'll watch. Well, ain't nobody gonna, gonna listen to me wearing a bee suit. They gotta watch this shit. They are now. I love you, Paul. All love right. your dogs. Love your dogs, Paul, by the way. They're all right there. You want them? They're free. Nope. They're I got a dog. I've got a crazy lab that actually came from a kill shelter in, in one of the Cackalackas. I love my dog. He's great. I don't need any more right now. Well, this these sit, stay, come, heal, all they're trained. If you shoot something, they'll go get it. That's just more vets, vet bills. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, though. Thank you for the All offer. Right. I appreciate it. Let's get to Bass and Brews Rapid Fire. We know what this is. Um, we've covered a lot today, Sean. I, I, I want to thank you before we get here. I want to thank you for coming on. No problem. I really appreciate it. I want to thank you for talking about a Ken that actually fishes, unlike the Ken from hoodlums.com <laughs> that uh, we so like to refer to. You've done uh, – it's been awesome to have you on, man. I, I definitely – uh, little side note, and maybe behind the curtain, uh, everybody knows I'm going to leave uh, here in October-ish, right? Uh, Paul's going to take some heavy lifting for me, but I want to do a big-ass uh, live stream, so I'd love to have you on that one, man. If uh, Oh, I'd be happy to, and if yeah. um, if, if Paul needs a, uh, a half-ass co-host, I'm always yeah. happy to jump in, because he, he and I see eye to eye on a lot of shit, man. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if we can have two co-hosts hosting i think that's like uh um you need a and i think it's really funny paul mentioned that way in the beginning it, it's uh sean the fisherman it's pretty basic it's paul heels but then it's like alex with swamp rat fishing but then it's bobby roast beef like somehow us as the host have to have some bullshit name instead of just being normal and well, it worked on both podcasts look, look i will do i will do all the talking yeah. and drinking but <laughs> I don't even know how to do me and Paul besides clicking the link. Like me and Paul are going to work on the technical side Uh, for folks listening. We're going to, hopefully we shouldn't have an issue. Right. But I am going to go on patrol at some point for four months. So we're going to teach Paul how to run the podcast and we'll figure it out. Let me tell you something. This shit is probably going to be five hours long and it's going to be fucked up <laughs> and probably all the fun shit is stuff you're not going to hear because I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll figure it out. Your ratings are going to go through the roof because in your views, because there's going to be that, that whole thing of, Hey man, did you see Paul dry hump a microphone for four hours? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, man. I, I, I did, watched- you, did you see Paul throw a $4,000 computer across the room? <laughs> well, I did because it was like a damn, Stop going across because it was dry. after dry humping it. After dry, no, he said, "My ball done. Ball done." I got two all right, man. Days is over. Okay, all right. Let's get to the rapid fire. Are you You're ready, out. Yeah, yeah, I got to take this hot ass bitch off too. By the Dude, way, it's take hot. it off. Come on, take it's it off real quick. Rapid fire. Paul dressed up for me. <laughs> Listen, all, all now we get is a crock shot of Paul. Look. Look, I even put my underwear on for y'all tonight. That's a good man. (laughs) Paul, this is why we can never be jugs and bugs, and I like it. You ready? Sean, you ready, man? Yes. All right. Crocs versus flip-flops. What are they called? Uh, Fucking, uh, you know what? I'll go flip-flops. Oh, fuck. We're done. Fuck you. I've, I've never worn Crocs in my life. 
I've worn flip flops default. Oh I actually wear that? neither. I wear water shoes. Uh, well, you, you're in a native, so we understand why you have to wear water shoes because your feet are did, in the water all the time. Did you just call me bougie? They cost five dollars at fucking Walmart. No, I just said because natives always oh, get him. water down there. And <laughs> I did. I did. I called yeah, him bougie. Yeah. But I wear I, I wear water shoes too. Uh anyways, next one. Oh my I god, your feet are all wrinkled up. I don't get on pizza. Let me show you all the corns on these feet. I what was the question? Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You put bass on pizza. Fuck you. <laughs> Meat goes on pizza, not fruit. I've got an I've got a brand new rapid fire question for Sean. You ready? I know you're prepared, but are you ready? Do you spend more on a rod or do you spend more on a reel? Reel. That's my man. In a three-hour session, are you catching five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? Non-tournament, non-tournament scenario. Give me this seven. There we go. Wacky versus Texas. Neither. <laughs> Neither. I don't. I don't use either. All right. Uh, listen, it's late at night, or maybe when you want to go fishing, is it slow jams or is it hype? Uh, I mean, you're a metal guy, right? Is it just like always metal, or, or are you dropping some uh, some Keith Sweat in there every once in a while? Late at night, metal. I got to keep the BPMs up so I don't die and fall asleep on the way home. <laughs> I'm not going to take that on the way going home from a tournament. I'm going to take that as late at night, late at night. Are you Alice in Chains or Guns N' Roses? Oh. Uh, depends on how much I've smoked. <laughs> it better be Allison Chase, regardless. And um, then, look, uh, we'll ahead. get into that in a second. Oh no, you want to get into that now? We'll, we'll pause here, Paul. Look, listen. And I then, grew up with I grew up with both. All right, so I I got to see Guns and Roses rise, mm. and really, allu- uh, what is it? Uh, Appetite, Lies, and the Illusions. They have their own flavor. Yep, they're chicken. Allison Chains. All of their stuff is beef. I can eat both. What's the problem? That's right. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what we're most known for, me and Paul talked today. We're gonna try to build an empire on uh, sandwich proteins. This is what we're doing. So Boar's Head, uh, Spam, Oscar Meyer. Listen, whatever you guys out there, um, pork roll, pork roll, come on out. But uh, we want to know your top three. Sandwich I'm, proteins. I'm, you ready if for this? largemouth bass is one of them, I'm throwing my mic across the floor. You I am saying that shit. It's a delicious protein. Yep. Yeah. So guess what? I'm going to start with that one because the cat's out of the bag. I do like I do oh, like yeah. fried fried fish. It can be crappie, perch, okay. walleye, bass. That's it. Uh-huh. Yep. We'll cut it there. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. That's that's one. Number two is a little bit of a of a of a. Of a surprise. You ready for this? I think this can yeah. be eaten at any time of the day. Okay. A fried egg. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Fried egg. I love for I love sure. a good fried egg sandwich. Cheese sometimes. Sometimes it has sausage. Sometimes it has bacon. The fried egg's fucking always there, though. Wait, wait, hey, wait. Girl, hold on. Hold you on. Like time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, girl, how you like them eggs? Fried or fertilized? Fried, fried or fertilized? It's a song. Look it up. 
I don't know what the fuck you just said. I need. I have no fucking out. idea either. I said, <laughs> how you like them eggs? No, no, bro. we heard that. We have we no heard idea you. What that's from? We're ignoring you. <laughs> and no, all these sandwiches, Sean. All these sandwiches are gluten free bread that you're eating them on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It has. Okay. I, don't, I don't have a choice. Um, I know. So and, uh, uh, what do you got and, for the last? And one? the third one. You ready for this? This yeah. is. Uh, this one's going to blow your mind, and it's so simple, and there's an explanation behind it. Okay. I'm in the, the current middle. Uh, no, I'm at the beginning. I'm not even at the middle. I'm, I'm about two months into this, into a tuna fish renaissance. All right. Do you know why? Because for years, tuna fish companies did not give a fucking rat's ass about what they put in their tuna, and I couldn't eat it because there were certain allergens I couldn't have. Okay. They have now taken care of that. Yeah. I've been eating, I've been eating tuna again. It's fucking great. What it's what wonderful. tuna? What tuna in the can or bag is tuna? Like because you know Subway's got this big old thing going. I know, on. No, no, no. I, I, I keep, dude, Paul. I got enough allergies. Like I can't eat at, at most fast food restaurants. Believe it right. or not, but that's the what only I'm saying. So, yeah. like, is albacore tuna from Bumblebee tuna? Like, what is what is a store bought tuna that actually has tuna? Since you know this. I'm being uh, real. Most, I, mean, I mean, I'm guessing, Sean, you can only have regular tuna and non light. Well, it wasn't right? no, no, it wasn't the tuna itself. Was it was it the light? additives. Oh, uh, right. so it was like the 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 salt or the sugar or what the preservatives part of it. Let's just say some shit in there didn't agree with well, me. Well, well, just for you know, if you guys do tuna light, that's not tuna. That's actually pollock and cod. Yeah, that's mixed with a small amount of albacore tuna. Yeah, well, I know. apparently I would do I would do albacore, okay, and uh, I would do regular tuna, not tuna light. You know what I mean? Okay. Just the, there's tuna just says. Like, honestly, I stay away from the tuna light. Like that's yeah. a mixture. But to make your tuna fish, are you? Uh, is it a little bit of mayo, a little bit of dill, mm-hmm. a little bit of pickle? What do okay. you put in that? The classic mix has been uh-huh. mayo. Right? Okay. I always that's, that's just an easy standby, and I always what kind of mayo? Fucking, there's only Hellman's. That's oh, right. fuck me. That's right. Damn it, Sean. Now, there's a the fist bump for you. There's now, only Hellman's. Paul, Paul, you asked a question, but you didn't ask the question. Over the past two years, I have discovered, and unfortunately, goddamn coronavirus, another victim of the coronavirus, it has not been seen in stores in a long time. Have you guys ever had Nando's? No. Paranays. That shit'll that shit'll knock okay. you out. That Nando's, wherever you are, uh-huh. Nando's, please come back to me. I haven't had Nando's. I have not had a chance to try Nando's and tuna fish. It's a spicy mayo. Okay. So I um usually with my fish, my fried fish sandwiches. Yeah. Mm. Nando's Nando's are nothing, baby. Mm. And uh I, I miss my Nando's. I haven't found dude. a good substitute for it, dude. It vanished from the shelves and I hope Nando himself is doing well somewhere and recovering. I, I heard that Mr. Back. Nando is uh, living his best life right now. He's out of the game, though, I think. He's, it John, sucks, one day, dude. Yep. John, one day we're going to co-host a show together, and it was going to be the most blissful, fun time ever, intermixed with the most you know, savage fighting scenes and arguments. It's going to be like the marriage of the two people <laughs> – who are great together, but they hate each other so much that people love it. Why don't we title it the mating ritual of honey badgers? Oh, uh, we could it. do that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that sounds like an excellent honey. show. And then me and Bobby will do the host show, and it's going to be me and Bobby asking each other questions, but nobody actually answering the question. Just me, answer, <laughs> me asking Bobby a question, 
and then Bobby asking a question, and then there's an ad, and then so, we do it again. So it'll be like you and Bobby are the 25 year married couple, and yes. me, me and Paul will be the uh, the drug hookup in the, the alley behind the bar at three o'clock in the morning. Listen, if there's anything I can say about both of you, you both are my sloppy trailer. I, I, will, I will say this, Bob, Bobby and, and Alex's podcast will be 49 minutes and 30 seconds on the dot. Every week. Later, Every week. We'll be still going, yeah. trying to figure out if we should post this shit or not. Yeah. And then we're going to post it and we're going to just roll with it. All right. <laughs> All right, John. We got 85 views, we got 85 views <laughs> that, that viewed 10 minutes. <laughs> Well, All right, we, just, Sean. we just gave them 14 times that so they can enjoy it. <laughs> Sean, uh, we're at the end of this. I'm going to pull the Bobby roast beef. I'm going to pull the curtain. No. You're like, oh, is that too much? I stole his, uh, I stole his level. Um, do you uh, you, you want to promote anybody at this point? You want to talk about anybody who's been hooking you up? Sure. Uh, I'm just going to go real quick with all the, the yeah. folks I'm involved with in one way, shape, or form. So, you know, obviously thanks to the, the as I mentioned, the, the – uh, the, the folks that have let me direct tournaments for obviously jigs and bigs. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, Massachusetts kayak bassing. Thanks, Ken. Hope I didn't embarrass you too bad on this podcast, but I say whatever the fuck I want. Listen, then, he uh, did not embarrass you, Ken. The other yes. Ken from Hook Set, he it's should be embarrassed. Real, real piece of shit that one. And uh, thanks asshole. to thanks to Seth at Chronic Trips for for letting me to get that that whole thing going. Obviously, thanks to Bobby for you know fucking letting me ride his coattails straight to hell as we do every week. Um, <laughs> Thank you to Joe at Old Glory. We give him a lot of shit, but yes. man, he's he's fantastic. And anytime you need something, he comes through. Thank yep. you to Lauren, Derek, and Ted at Three Bells. Uh, obviously, with the trifecta, hot on the heels of that, they kicked ass. Um, it was fantastic. I'm actually fishing with Derek tomorrow, uh, and we're going to Old Glory afterwards. And then we're going to get some fucking pizza, Bassless, of course. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks to Damien at Stretching Lines. Damien brought me on. Hey. I'm his. I'm his creative consultant, whatever the fuck Love that it. means. Usually he just has me around and packing bags and making dick jokes, but I can do that. So whatever works. Thanks to you guys for having me on. Thanks for taking a bunch of my shit for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, this was a blast. And if you guys do want me on at any point, we're all in the family. Just ask. You know Sean, I, I loved having you on. You've been a complete package, almost like how Naqua battery is a complete package for your kayak system. And Thank you for that. More to come on Nakwa. They're uh, they're doing some shit down at ICAST. I can't wait to see. So mm-hmm. you know, good. Oh, good the stuff. other thing too is look the Three Bells commercial on the Jugs and Bugs podcast, Jigs and Bigs, aka. Yep. That shit makes me want to drive two hundred miles from them to order a kayak for them to deliver it to my truck. Like you that know? commercial. Makes me want to get a kayak from them. Is it? Is and it the background music? It's it's the whole thing. It's the dude. It, 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 it's honestly all it's of the, it between the between the three bells like, and the old glory outdoors. Well, I yeah. also want to drive. I've got some days coming off, and I'm like, maybe I don't go fishing. Maybe I just go shopping in New England. When Bobby when Bobby <laughs> ran that when Bobby ran that by me, he goes, "Check out the new commercial." He ran it by me. I'm five seconds in. I hit pause and I go to him. I go. This sounds like the movie Avatar. I'm like, come to Avatar, buy a kayak. <laughs> we have flying pterodactyl things. You will have blue skin, no wiener. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Look, it works. It works, man. That, that commercial, when Stop I hit that white one. glove service within 200 miles, I'm like, 
Fuck, I want some white glove service. I want my kayak delivered and set up white glove. How close do I have to get from Raleigh, North Carolina to get this fucking service? Because I'm making this shit happen. They hey, sound amazing, but they're smart enough not to carry douchebag Hobies, so you'd be out of luck, Paul. Oh, dude, they do carry Hobies. Come on. Damn it. Personal opinion, please. Um, if you, no, if I'm not sponsored by them. I don't, I don't I Neither am I, but, you know. Neither three am bell- I. Yeah, so so I guess three bells will meet you in a parking lot in, in somewhere in Connecticut or New York, Paul. Have a good time getting up there. I ain't dealing with that fucking traffic. So, <laughs> All right, guys. It's been wonderful. We're going to have to do this again. Sean, again, I want to do a big send-off one. You're definitely on there. Maybe over Bobby. Uh, I just don't – yeah, we'll see. All right, I'm did I set the record? Man. We're at 142, 45, 46, no, 47. You didn't make it. You didn't I'll make it. Record. You're close, Paul. So hold, I, I can't let my co-host lose his record. What's he? What's he at? Uh, one hour fifty eight minutes. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, look, I made I made a run at it. I made a run at it. Look, Listen, Sean, man. look, Sean, to get you closer to my record, I kept Bobby on for like two hours, and I found that Bobby, I think I don't want to hold you up no more. He's like, yeah, we should probably end it. Uh, we, <laughs> well, what, the first the first episode that Bobby interviewed me it was episode three. I think ours went almost three. It was two and a half to three, wow. and we didn't. He didn't have segments. It was straight up me <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> And the internet, the internet went out like six times. It was great. <laughs> yep. So. I haven't listened. I don't think. So I, I feel like before. Bobby right now. We're ending it out, boys. It's been a great episode. Uh, Sean, it's been awesome having you on. Um, we're gonna have you on again. Everybody, make sure you follow him. Uh, he's on Instagram, all that good stuff. Yep. Make sure you guys leave Swamp a comment on the fishing. YouTube and Instagram. What do you got, Paul? Swamp rat fishing. Follow him. Yep, that's me. Insta. Yep. Paul Hill. On Insta. There we go. We might be having a YouTube come up here shortly. I don't know. We'll see if I can if I can uh, get get Swamp Rat here to do my editing for free. Yeah, buddy. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, yeah. later, boys.